We're live with WSHIT News, where we've just learned that the commercial break has reached number 162 on the Denmark Apple Improv charts. Let's go down on the street and find out how people feel about Brian Green. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. You heard it here first. No one fucking cares. We'll be back right after this commercial break. On this episode of the commercial break. Listen, anybody from Apple that's listening, which I'm, you know, I'm sure we have <laughs> thousands. I'm sure, Steve Jobs is tuned in. Oh, and then mine. Whatever they, Jimmy Iovine, Tim, Tim Cook, and Jimmy Iovine. I'm sure they're tuned in right now. Can we please make the Find My Earpods just a little bit more sensical? Yeah. Because they, here's it is. It's like play sound. Okay, play sound. Oh, next time it connects. No, it says next time it connects. It just connected. I know where it was. <laughs> We were imagining that in Spain, we would need security to go there. Meanwhile, we had 16 downloads. Somehow ended up number one in Spain. Because one of my brothers-in-law listened to our episode three times in a row. And it's like, no one fucking... It's not like Joe Rogan is sitting there going, oh, oh, number 162. Yeah, Joe Rogan's got a rolling list of people he should respect today. It's like, dude, come on. No one cares. Really? You th- honestly? I mean, I know that you get caught up in it. But what I'm learning is, is that no one, I'm not the show. No one gives a shit about me. It's all relative. Yeah, it's all relative. And even on the TCB, even though, you know, we get, we pull in big numbers and we get on these charts. No one f- <laughs> cares. <laughs> Who really cares? Even Smash Mouth couldn't fill a stadium in the time of Smash Mouth. <laughs> I'm not that right tool. I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not. Smash mouth. Service tool in the shed. <laughs> the next episode of the commercial break starts now. Everybody knows out there the dance that we do. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna put out a whole compilation <laughs> of our dances. As we're doing our dances and we're cleaning off all the jizz from all around the <laughs> porn, porn studios. Is this one, two, three, four Apple Street? I'm uh, here to fix someone's vacuum. That's right. My vacuum is stuck on blow and it needs to be unstuck. Oh, I've got something in my tool belt to help for that. Oh, I see that tool belt. This is crumpet. We need yes. This is my vacuum <laughs> fixer with extender. <laughs> oh, Billy, it's always Billy. Billy's always his name. Suck blow, suck blow, suck blow. <laughs> Can you do me a favor and slap your penis across my face? Of course, yeah. that's what everybody does in real life. Yeah, exactly. Porn movies. Standard. Yes. Oh, Billy. <laughs> Just what we do here at the commercial break. Yep. Our 70s porn studio, 70s porn music here in the background. I'm Brian. This is Chrissy and Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. How's everyone doing out there? Welcome to the commercial break. Another fantastic episode we got lined up for you. So I'm so excited to get right into it. One thing I wanted to mention, I just was reading this, that this lady in Florida, she 
was suspected of dealing drugs, right? Uh-huh. Okay, she's a suspected drug dealer, which yeah. is you're already not starting off well. You live in Florida. Florida yeah. yeah, you're suspected of dealing drugs. Yes. It's probably true. Yes. It's probably true that you live in Florida. It's also probably <laughs> true that you're dealing drugs. But here's the thing is, is that the, so the police officers, uh, the undercovers, they go and they get a warrant to track her car all around town. Uh-huh. And they slap a tracker on the back of her car. And guess what? I guess for some reason, the judge decides, well, this warrant wasn't valid for some reason. I was going to say, is that legal? (laughs) Yeah, I think it is legal, actually. I think you can slap a tracker on anyone's car. I'm not sure it's illegal to track to somebody, which is really fucking scary, actually. Right. I bet Astrid's got one on my car. She's like, I'm going (laughs) to know every time he goes to the tanning bed, I've got this motherfucker. (laughs) 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 Or when I'm just driving around the block to avoid the children. Listening to my own show, and I just, I just like turn it up at the at the uh, stoplights, and I'm like, "Hey, what's up to me?" Yeah, <laughs> it's my show. That's me. Um, so the tracker's there, and it's not supposed we to be the there. Music going? Yeah, we still have the music on. <laughs> we always have the music going. It's always going. The ch- <laughs> Chrissy just so Chrissy just tuned into that? the show. <laughs> I think you are just noticing that. Um, so, you know, so they put the tracker on the car and then guess what? The tracker's not supposed to be on the car. But the lady finds the tracker on the car and oh. she sticks it to the side of her neighbor's house. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. And so now the police department is like, we want our tracker back. And she's like, no, you can't have your tracker back. So now she's in an argument with the police department about getting their tracker back. And I mean, they can't, they don't know where it is, right? I mean, now they will. No. They, they, <laughs> they can't track it. the tracker? <laughs> what the- I think it's like general location. It's like find your fucking iPhone. Find your fucking iPhone oh, is only helpful is the worst. if I you know. actually left it at a different location altogether. If you have left yes. your iPhone in the house somewhere yeah, or your you child is running it. from room to room with it in his yep. shitty pants, <laughs> yeah. then you cannot find it because it just tells you like, you know, I'm here it's in the house. That's this address. That's right. It's That's at it. this address or it's bouncing across the street. Yeah. It just bounces from my house to the next house. It's like bouncing to the four houses. And especially if you want to find your ear pods. Now, here's the most oh, ridiculous the thing. Fuck yeah. iPhone. That, fuck iPhone. Apple. Now, please, can we get listen? Anybody from Apple that's listening, which I'm, you know, I'm sure we have <laughs> thousands. I'm sure, Steve Jobs is tuned in. Oh, and then mine. Whatever that, Jimmy Iovine, Tim Cook. Tim Cook, and Jimmy Iovine. I'm sure they're tuned in right now. Can we please make the Find My Earpods just a little bit more sensical? Yeah. Because they, here's it is. It's like play sound. Okay, play sound. Oh, and next time it connects. No, it's time, the next time it, it connects. connects. It just connected. I know where it was. <laughs> I know. And then when I actually do find them, it's not playing a sound. There's no sound. No, <laughs> of course it's not. Because then it's then you don't need it anymore. Know, right? It's like the iPhone understands instinctively. It's like, ah, fuck it. You already found it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like your iPhone's part of your brain. It's like, ah, hey. it took you three hours to find that one lost ear pod in the corner. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, you know what I did the other day? I swear to God. What? 30 fucking minutes to find my ear phones, my ear pods, the earbuds. Yeah. Guess where they were? In my pocket the entire in your time. Pocket. I was throwing a hissy fit uh, in this house. <laughs> you were placing blame all over the place. Yes, like, oh, I've had Astrid took her because she doesn't want to be on Clubhouse anymore. <laughs> and my head popped right off my shoulders. And guess what? I just, I patted my, and I was like, holy fucking shit. When I yeah. smoked, I used to do that all the time. I'd be Always like, where did I put that fucking lighter? And then it'd be in my lighter. Always It'd be in my pocket every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. The brand new TCBpodcast.com is where you go. You find out all the information. You can look at Chrissy and I. You look at one additional picture of Chrissy and I. <laughs> or you can find all of our videos and our audio. The entire library is up there. Go listen now because it might not be there forever. 
470-584-8449. We certainly appreciate everybody that's been texting and calling. We will get back to you, I promise, at the commercial break. If you want to DM us or you want to follow our Instagram account, the ever-growing Instagram account. And yes. make sure you cash me in Clubhouse. Cash me in Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. You're all over Clubhouse. I love it. Wow. The <laughs> weird ways my life has changed yeah. since I opened up that Clubhouse app. I'll tell you what. I mean, listen, I, it, you know, I don't, we don't need to get into it all here. It's, it's not, probably not interesting if you weren't there. But Bill Burr came in last night, and it was a really exciting yeah, evening for everybody there. in the Comedy Podcast Club. Mm-hmm. I was up there on stage helping to kind of guide the festivities from one direction to the other, and it was a total from my side, it was a total and complete shit show. Like it was just. <laughs> you were getting all the people wanting to I know. 14,000 people came in and out of that room, which may not sound like a lot. You know, Bill Burke can probably put 40,000 in a stage in, in, a, in a theater, theater in Las yeah. Vegas. But yeah. for the Clubhouse app, which averages between two and 300 people on a bigger room, you know, 14,000 people coming in and out. They all weren't there at the same time. It's about 2,000 at one time. But 14,000 people coming in and out. And, you know, 1.2 of them want to ask Bill a question. Yeah. And it was just a. And so if you know how the app works, then they raise their hand. Then I get notified that they raise their hand. And then I got to say yes or no or just leave it alone. It's how crazy. did you choose? I mean, it's it's almost like, what? well, how do you know who to pick? Well, let me be let me be a little transparent about this. There are people that are on the app in the comedy world that I know who have been doing great work in the comedy world on Clubhouse, mm-hmm. and I felt that I needed to address some not that not that I needed to, but that I wanted to. Like they've been working so hard on this app yeah. to keep comedy alive in this time of COVID, and Clubhouse is one of those places where they have been and they have been leading the charge, and so I. You want to give them some love? Yeah. Me and Jen, who facilitates the club with me, we Mm kind of made a decision. If these people come in the app, we will give them some attention because they have done that. And also the guys that are in the comedy podcast club already, all of, you know, we call them the seven, right? The seven who started this with us. But, you know, you just, it was the reason why I think it was such a success on every, on every level. But one of the things I would say was a little bit of a disappointment. There's always going to be something you didn't like, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to look at the neg- negative side. I want to say that it was a great room. And Bill Burr was so generous with his fucking time. Oh, and, yeah. and some of the things he that great. he said, I've never seen Bill like that. Mm-hmm. I, he is always very like... Very candid. Yeah, he was very like mellow and candid. Mm-hmm. Never like he is on late... I mean, because on late night, he's got 15 minutes to be funny, right? Yeah, but here, pack it in. He breathed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I... But one of the things that didn't that we didn't quite get to that would just disappointed me a little bit is I wish we had gotten to some more questions. Yeah. Eddie Brill did who's who formerly booked the Dave Letterman show. He did a great job. Inter- he does a great job interviewing these people. Um, it's just that you just wish you had a few more minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all you do. You wish you had a few more minutes. And that's the only regret that I wake up with this morning is that I wish we had had a few more minutes. And that's not really anything I can control. It just is the way it is. Yeah. But if you're listening to this and when it's coming out on May 4th, uh, Stephen Wright will be inside of Clubhouse with us Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you need an invitation, DM us. We've got an invite. If you do not have the Clubhouse app, that's okay. We can give you the Clubhouse. We can give you access to the Clubhouse app, even though it's invite only, uh, because we are now so very special inside of inside of Clubhouse. <laughs> we, everybody, everybody does it. Whatever. Nice. That's what gonna I, be fun. What I thought was great. And what I thought was just interesting was the club, one of the clubhouse executives was there and she was like, oh, we're all talking about this room on the back channel and how great it is. And I, for that moment, that moment, not necessarily for me, but for the whole crew who helped put this together, I was like, that was a moment of pride. I was like, wow, you know. Yes, you're being noticed. Being noticed. But you know, no one fucking cares at the end of the day. (laughs) No one. 
<laughs> Here's the thing. Were they giving you respect? They were giving me respect, but I'm not really sure. Like, you know, I don't know if sure anybody gives a shit about the guy in the corner with the bald head. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are people in the app who are actually doing. I'm not doing anything. I'm just picking people to talk. I happen to be helping put the rooms together. Yeah, but let's be honest about it. Bill Burr isn't returning Brian Green's phone call. He doesn't even know the fuck I am, right? But what if you know how the app works, like, so in order for Bill to get up on stage with us, I have got to, he's got to follow me so I can bring him up right. without him being in the audience where then I have to go find him. Well, Bill picks, you know, obviously took a quick photograph on his phone of himself in some backstage area somewhere. He looked nothing like Bill Burr, <laughs> right? He's got like, he's like taking it from like way below his chin. It's like one of those really, you know, quick selfies quick that selfie. obviously was yeah. not planned out. No one helped him with, <laughs> which is authentic. And I liked it. Yeah. But I would have never recognized that face in a crowd full of 2000 people. In order to avoid that kind of fuckery, just like Caroline Ray, Caroline Ray the, the, the week before, he had to find me and follow me so then I can pull him up on stage right away. So yeah. we don't get there any drama, right? I can look him up real quick and pull him. Well, of course, again, this happens at the very, very last minute, right? Of course, I didn't get Bill's phone number this time. Damn it. But, you know, so the way that the app works is that you can follow people and people follow you. Yeah. Bill had exactly, as soon as he got on the app, 30 minutes before this show started, he had 30 followers instantaneously. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. So I then follow Bill and then Bill follows me within five minutes of the show. Boom. So we're scrambling. Boom. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, Bill Burr, by the time the show is halfway over, he's got like 1,100 followers. Right. <laughs> I mean, just an insane amount of followers. Yeah. And he's only following four people. And one of them is Brian Green. That's right. So for one mo one moment in time, I am everything I want to be. And in that oh Bill's gone. <laughs> Bill shut down his account. <sighs> yeah, Bill. But it did happen. It did, but it did happen. Yes. So I, I say this. I say this. No one really fucking cares about Brian Green. They care about Bill Burr. That's who they fucking care about. And I don't want to get... I care about Brian Green. Well, thank you. I, yes. I mean, I'm sure there's a few people in my life who care whether or not I survive. You know, I can, I'm going to write your paycheck eventually. You know, so, <laughs> Christy's like, got to make sure I get a hold of that TCB account. She could jangle. Uh, what I do have to say is that no one really gives a shit about any of this stuff at the end of the day. It's like I, I'm, I'm working with this new podcaster, right? Mm -hmm. I take this phone call from a new, relatively new podcaster. And he yeah. says, I got, he was complaining that someone in Clubhouse hadn't given him the proper respect he thought he deserved. Mm -hmm. And this is a no shit scenario. And I'm sorry I'm airing your dirty laundry, my friend, but here it is. <laughs> He's like 176 in the Apple charts the in charts. Denmark and podcast. Yeah. And he goes, you know. They didn't even have enough respect to call me up on stage. You'd think after being number 176, <laughs> no one cares, gives a shit. Well, it's like what we said, too. We were talking about this earlier when we were big in Ireland. That's for true. A little while, uh, listen, I mean, if yeah. we were in Ireland, we couldn't even walk down the street. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we would have been mobbed. I know. We were imagining that in Spain, we would need security to go there. Meanwhile, we had 16 downloads. Somehow ended up number one in Spain because one of my brothers-in-law listened to our episode three times in a row. And it's like, no one fucking, it's not like Joe Rogan is sitting there going, oh, oh, number 162. Yeah, Joe oh. Rogan's got a rolling list of people he should respect today. 
It's like, dude, come on. No one cares. Really? Do you think, honestly? I mean, I know that you get caught up in it, but what I'm learning is, is that no one, I'm not the show. No one gives a shit about me. It's all relative. Yeah, it's all relative. And even on the mm-hmm. TCB, even though, you know, we get, we pull in big numbers and we get on these charts, no one f- <laughs> cares. <laughs> Who really cares? This episode is sponsored in part by Claritin. Do you hear that? Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food and it can really make some of my days unbearable. Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal allergy sufferer and i just love this product it's actually kind of serendipitous that i am suffering from allergies today just took my claritin d and i quite frankly look forward to the relief and so i don't sound like a duck fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away find claritin d at your pharmacy counter ask for claritin d at your local pharmacy counter you don't even need a prescription go to claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live claritin clear please use as directed and we want to thank claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of brian's allergy symptoms. Thanks, Claritin. And so we thank all of our sponsors. And so um, there's a couple in Florida. This couple in another Florida. Another Florida. Story. I just we're just gonna make Florida this all about story. Florida. I mean, it's a gold mine. <laughs> it is a gold mine. Stories. I do have to say. What is it that makes people in Florida so <laughs> I don't very know. fucking crazy? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. it is. is it the sun? There's something. Is it the sun that just gets to people? It's kind of it's close to being like out of the country. Yeah. Lawless. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> Trump's down there with his yeah. whole little world, and you know they just. Re- yeah. Uh, it's it's a weird place, and I love visiting there because I, I, I all the beautiful. I love Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have often dreamed of moving there myself in some sun-drenched location, but then I wonder if that sun's going to go to my head like it does to everybody Yeah, else. it might. You might man, wrangles, drug dealer. man wrangles alligator during bank robbery where he's high on paint thinner <laughs> with his penis stapled to the side of his leg. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Small baby eaten by python that's then grilled, up, <laughs> grilled by Crystal Meth Mastermind. For a seven course meal at Margalago. 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 Welcome to Margalago. How can I help you? Those are the stories uh, that you hear, though. I know it's true. It's like it's you like, don't really hear them coming from other states. That's right. Man forgets to put wheels on his truck. Drives into storefront. Drives into <laughs> drives into Space Mountain at Disney World. People celebrate. (laughs) 12,000 boats show up for boat parade. Form of a Confederate flag. Get washed away by hurricane. I mean, it's just like the craziest place ever. It really is. Mm -hmm. It is. Man having sex on beach realizes it's a turtle. (laughs) 
gets arrested for fucking with turtles. An endangered literally. species. Yes, for fucking an endangered species. <laughs> that all that. I mean, Florida is just... <laughs> Just a weird, weird place, and I don't get it. I really don't. But I and I love it. I, I, I love it too. I just love every bit of it. But I know when you go down to Florida, you have to be careful. There is this innate sense mm-hmm. that you should be careful yeah. about what you're doing and who you're around in Florida, because you know that trouble's just around the corner. It's just <laughs> it's too prevalent, prevalent. It's too prevalent. Yeah. Not to know that something's going that something is going to go down and it's probably going to happen in the next 15 minutes because that's just the way the Florida is. Yes. It is as if the sun is going directly into people's eyeballs. <laughs> Don't look frying the inside of their brain. <laughs> but anyway, so these this couple in Florida. Okay. They are in love. Mm-hmm. And just like everyone in love, they're going to get married. That's sweet. It is really sweet. Mhm. And so what is this is starting off good. This is really starting off good. They're in love. They've been together for a couple of years. They want to have the wedding of the lifetime, mm-hmm. the wedding of their dreams. And this yeah. man is de- bound and determined to provide it for his wife. So what do they do? They decide they're going to call a real estate agent to help them find a location for their beautiful wedding. They want to do it at like a private residence. This is, this is their dream. Okay. At a private residence, you know, like a have a beautiful mansion. Yeah, a beautiful entire, mansion. You know, Florida's got a lot of- Overlooking the water. Yeah, whatever it is. You know, that, that's, <laughs> let's, let's really do it upright. Screw the hotel. Let's just, you know, let's get, let's just rent a place. We'll have a real wingding. Yeah. So they go, <laughs> wingding. wingding. So they go and they visit a couple of places. And one of the places that they visit is like some 22,000 square foot mansion with like 30 bedrooms, waterfalls, a lazy river, a pool that's the size of most people's houses. I mean, just like an an estate of epic proportions. Real dream venue. Yes. And it's on sale, but privately. It's a private Mm -hmm. sale, right? For like, I don't know. I forget the number. It was like $14, $15 million, something like that. They go visit. And while they're there, the gentleman who owns the house is selling the house, not renting the house. But the agent then then broaches the question, is it okay can we pay you to then do this wedding here? Uh-huh. Or actually, I don't even think they say pay. Can we just have the wedding here? Yeah. And the guy's like, you're fucking crazy. Get out of my house. <laughs> right. The fuck? No, you can't have your wedding here. Right. <laughs> but I guess the couple picks up on the fact that the guy is selling the house and that maybe it's a little, the, the furniture is a little, uh, it's a, it's a little minimalist. Covered so, up. Yeah. They, <laughs> covered up. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that was a good one. Um, so, <laughs> So they leave, but the wedding is a couple months down the road. And what they realize when the wedding comes is that the house has not yet been sold. So rather than call the guy back and say, hey, well, you want to make a couple hundred dollars? Because I'm sure that's all these people had or whatever. You know, I'm making the assumption, but I, I think that they, you know, they were trying to do this on a budget. Mm-hmm. They decide that they are going to put the wedding together and use this address as the address when the wedding is they send out the Uh-oh. save the dates. They send out the invitations. I mean, they get the catering, the music, the tents, the chairs, the tables. They even tell people that they can stay at the house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be that kind of party. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's invited. Everyone's invited. <laughs> Grab a room. Bring gifts. Yeah. You ever... <laughs> Grab a room. Bring, bring gifts. <laughs> we have a gift room. Yeah. Feel Bring your bathing suit. Feel free to use mm-hmm. it. You know, please don't pee yeah. in the pool. You know, the whole nine yards. No holds barred. Please be respectful of our new house. <laughs> We just moved in. They set up the whole fucking wedding, including inviting family members to stay at the location. Wow. Everybody's coming. The photographer, the makeup, the hair, the bridesmaids, the groomsmen, everyone is ready to party. Yeah. And the day comes and the tent and table people come to deliver the tent and chairs. And the owner is there having his coffee on his back porch. And he is like, 
the good fuck is going on here? What in the Florida fuck is going on here? Well, he uh, assumes to himself, yeah, clearly, yeah. this is a mistake. Yeah. They must be mistaken. Yeah. They're looking for Johnny's mansion right next door. <laughs> 20, 22 miles down the road. 22 acres away, right? right? So he goes out there and he says, what? They said, I no. Order, I, I, I didn't got, order a tent. Uh, yes, you did. <laughs> got the order right here. Hey, it's Bob. <laughs> I got the order right here. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Sorry. <laughs> Bob, Bob's calling right now. <laughs> That's the table people. They're here to deliver the table for Marlene and Charlene Jackson or whatever his name was. So I got the order right here. It says it got, you know, I got to leave this here. And he says, no, you don't. You get off my property. And they start having a disagreement because the guy's like, listen, I got to deliver where I got to deliver. I got to, you know, the guy says, listen, you got to deliver. Get off the fuck of my property. That's where you got to deliver. And so he convinces the table and chairs people to leave. He locks the gate. He calls the cops. Security comes by and the, and people start showing up for the wedding, including the groom. And the groom starts claiming that he is, he's like, I am having the wedding here. It's <laughs> been ordained it. by God. God has told oh. me this is the location that I need to, you know, codify my love. You can't God do it at the fucking the days in down the street. You got, <laughs> he's, he's got, throwing in God. Yeah, he's throwing in God and we've got to use this mansion. Why have we all lost our ever loving minds? <laughs> when did we think God is, whenever shit goes wrong, you just throw in God. He it's told like me. you see some of these Karens and they're like, stand, you know, I don't know if you, you caught the clip the last week, but the Karen is standing outside the fucking marshals. The marshals yeah. has told her to leave because she won't wear a mask. Yeah. And she's like, I am a I am a citizen of God's country. And this is my land. And this is your land. This land is my land. This land is your. Oh, I'm getting arrested. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. You can't just throw in God and expect that everyone's just going to go, oh, shit, you got God on your side? Well, now it's okay. Hoopty fucking do. <laughs> now it's okay. I bought this $13, 000, $13 million mansion, and you could not be here without my permission. That's just it. But the guy continues to argue. This goes on for four hours while wedding guests are showing up and you know plates and cups and glasses. Four hours. There's basically a standoff between two people who think that they've been ordained by God to use someone else's private property that for their own wild. pleasure. That is fucking insane. That is the yeah. kind of shit that happens in Florida. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm never building a $13 million <laughs> mansion down in Florida. Yeah, don't do it. No. I'm going to move to Austin like Joe Rogan. <laughs> what do you think about them apples? Uh, yeah, I like it. I like did, you hear how, uh, did you hear how Joe Rogan decided he was going to go anti-vaxxer? Oh, I did. Yeah. I heard about that. Listen, I like Joe Rogan as much as the next guy, and I'm a podcaster, so I'm not stupid enough to go criticize. I'm, I'm not stupid enough to criticize Joe he's Rogan about his podcast. He's looking at you on the charts, his too. Yeah, he's, he's, he's saying, well, us. Yeah, well, we're not on the charts. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that high on the Apple chart. He's, he's like, oh, number 62. Not <laughs> oh. bad. <laughs> I think. That's that Brian me, Green yeah, show. Let me give him a call. <laughs> I've, I, uh, yep, he's, he's probably picking up the phone every morning going, number one, Joe Rogan, yes, call myself. Okay, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, congratulations. <laughs> number two, office ladies. Hey, office ladies. That's all Joe Rogan does is sit around and give deference to all the people on the Apple tree. They give Joe Rogan give a fucking shit about no. those charts. He gets 100 million downloads a week. The guy doesn't care. Yeah. But I will say this. He went anti-vaxxer on his show. Yeah. For a hot second. He, he was like. Well, he said young, healthy people don't need to get it. But that was incorrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think, you know, I just think he should have stayed away from that. I know that Joe yeah. likes to touch the third rail all the time. And it's part of what makes his podcast so popular. Yeah. And that he's willing to have the conversations that we are too scared to have. Right. So <laughs> I totally understand that. But I mean, it's kind of a it's a little bit of a dumb thing to say. I think my personal opinion, like, yeah. don't even get involved. Joe, let the let the scientists say it. Exactly. You know, let the scientists do it. We're not, you're not yeah. a scientist. I'm not a scientist. Why are we going to talk about that? But then Bill Berger uh, said that to him. He said, Hey, listen, you know, 
Joe, you're not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Why right. are we sitting here having an argument based on conversation, based on stuff that we don't even know? Yeah. That's it. It's just your opinion. It's just our opinion. We don't, no one knows. Yeah. So listen, back to the Florida thing. These people are <laughs> imposters. They and, and you know what? That goes to imposter syndrome too when it comes to like people that think they're doctors. You know, all of a sudden they're doctors. All of a sudden they're ordained by God. All of a sudden they're just, it, this imposter syndrome is running rampant through our fucking country. And yeah. it drives me crazy that people think that they're entitled to something that they're not or that they know something that they don't. Yeah. You know, and it, it's just like all of a sudden, it, you talk to somebody who's an anti-vaxxer and all of a sudden they got all the medical information that you need, <laughs> right. right? They've researched it because you haven't, you know? There's this- I saw a friend this weekend and she said, you know what? They've got 5G in that box. Give it to me. I mean, I, what pump me up. Yeah. <laughs> pump me up. I want two booster shots. Right. I don't want fucking COVID. Yeah. I don't, I understand that it hasn't been around for a long time. It's a new technology, but you know what? It's a modern fucking miracle. And if it gave me 16 more days here on this earth, I'm glad I took it. Yes. That's all I got to say, because there's a small chance. Yeah. I'll be at a small chance that I might die of COVID. And we have no idea what the long-term effects of COVID are. Yeah. We have no idea what the long-term effects of the vaccine are. I'll take my chances with the vaccine yes. because that COVID shit sounds nasty. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I and I know people who have passed away from it. I have had yep. people close to me who have passed away from it. So I'm not going to take those chances. No. But anytime you start talking to somebody about this, all of a sudden they got the fucking information, right? Yeah. They read, they read, they went through every somebody bit of medical research. Somebody. Did you know that that stuff literally changes you into a lizard person? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's Scales. got lizard DNA. That's how they do it. They put lizard DNA in there and then they shoot it and then slowly you're going to turn into a lizard man. <laughs> Bill Gates presses a button and everyone dies. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's the, the one, one, right? <laughs> you are uh, one of one, some guy on my Facebook who's an absolute fucking looney tune right now, right? And the guy has the is the last person who should be talking about health because he has the more health issues than I know what to do with. Guy is in surgery every 15 fucking minutes. And I feel bad for him about that. That's not his fault, right? But then he is such a fucking moron when it comes to this shit. He's like... <laughs> That DNA is lit- that that RNA is literally changing your DNA. You are literally becoming a uh, like an android. And I'm like, oh, oh my, my god, god. Yeah. dude, come on, man, really? Imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Everybody thinks they know. When what, what about the days when we could just trust the scientists and that was it? Yeah, like you just listen to somebody like on TV. Old days. Yeah, like the old days. You just try that, like the old <laughs> days to 2015 <laughs> when those we all had like some level of the truth, right? Yeah. Dan Rather said it, and it was true. Yeah, did that's right. Dan Rather said it, and we all went, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dan yeah. said it. Mm-hmm. Rather said it. Yeah. <laughs> but imposter syndrome, I guess, you know, I can, I, you know, here's the story. Have you ever, do, have you ever done anything like that? Yeah, but I mean, I actually, <laughs> I actually went full imposter. Like, I didn't just, I didn't just pretend to be Brian with a bunch of medical knowledge. I, I pretended to be someone else altogether. Oh. So tell. we're 21 years old. And 20, I'm 20 years old, actually. I'm not, I'm not even 21. Mm-hmm. And the Olympics is coming to town. 1996. <laughs> it involves the Olympics. It All my good stories start and end with the Olympics. <laughs> it was a crazy time in my life. I had no head on my shoulders. I was such a fucking moron. Anybody who knew me back then, I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm making amends to the 100,000 people <laughs> that... You know what? The hundred thousand people that listen to this podcast, probably ninety nine thousand of them were were wronged during the Olympic period of Brian's life, and are like that shithead. I wonder what he's going to say next. So, me and my friend, who I won't mention his name, we did a bunch of just stupid. We just ran around town doing a bunch of stupid shit. And you have to remember the incredible amount of excitement that was going on. I'm with the Olympics. I'm with the Olympics. 
remember the Olympics coming to Atlanta. <laughs> it was a very big deal. It was. Guess who? It's Brian Green from the Olympics. <laughs> Brian Green, Olympic imposter. <laughs> did you have a pen? I like, did. <laughs> We did. Everybody, everybody had a pin. Everybody had a pin. was wearing those pins like they knew something. Like there was something that was going down. You get this pin if you worked for the Olympics. Here's how it went. The Olymp- they announced the Olympics, you know, on the 1996 Summer Olympics goes to the city of Atlanta. You know, we were literally yeah. driving to school that morning when it was announced live. Yeah. And everybody is honking oh, yeah. and like out the window like, Wee! Yes. You know, the, as if the whole town, as if the whole town won the fucking lottery. What you won is you won a big old tax hike. That's what you won, yeah. and a bunch of things that have been built that are now abandoned. Yeah, that's right. You got a bunch of abandoned buildings. Congratulations! Now an eyesore on the rest of our lives. We got to look at that stupid fucking metal Olympic flame that means nothing, nothing. So the, the Olympics come, and here's how it goes. For years, there's just an immense amount of building. The city has already been exploding in population. Now it just doubles in rate. So now the city is growing at a rapid rate. Highways being built, new buildings, stadiums, you know, all this other stuff. Ted Turner Stadium, all all these other things are happening. And the promise of prosperity for everyone in Atlanta is crazy. There literally are people on news television programs that are saying that people can rent their house. They can be 25 miles away from downtown Atlanta where any of this stuff is happening and rent their house for $10,000 a day. I remember this and this is back before Airbnb and VRBO. Yeah. Yeah. Where you were going to rent it. I'm not even sure. (laughs) Put it in the newspaper (laughs) house for rent, but if you put it in the newspaper, then people already lived here. What would they, you know, I I don't, I don't know. Right. But I just remember all this stuff. I even remember my dad having conversations about this. Like, you know, should we rent that? You know, I think at one point my dad even thought, should we rent the house? Yeah. But what became quickly apparent is that wasn't fucking true. No one was renting houses for ten thousand. No one gave a shit. This just goes back to my thing. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit about Brian Green in the Bill Room and Bill Burr Room, and no one gives a shit about the nineteen ninety six Olympics. People are going crazy over the tickets. Like there was a lottery for the locals, and mm-hmm. it was crazy. It was crazy, mm-hmm. and we were all expecting that this would just be a crush, a sea of human beings, wall to wall, spending money in our city. Yeah, that did not happen. Yeah, and in fact, there was a bombing. Yeah, there was a bombing. <laughs> yeah, it's in fact, people flew the other way. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Literally. So my friend and I, we get... So what happened was is they sold a bunch of these vendor tents around the Olympic Stadium and in downtown Atlanta. All over town. Yeah. These empty parking lots all of a sudden became vendor tents with stages where they're going to have live music mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Where everyone thought that even though I was six and a half miles away from any Olympic sport, <laughs> that, I, that people were just going to walk six and a half miles to go to this empty parking lot <laughs> where they might have, you know, fucking Smash Mouth playing or something. I don't know. Even Smash Mouth couldn't fill a stadium in the time of Smash Mouth. Somebody wants to I'm not that sharp right tool. I'm like, <laughs> no, you're not. Smash mouth. Service tool in the shed. <laughs> right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is, my, it is my distinct pleasure and honor to welcome to the 1996 Olympic parking lot. <laughs> In South Georgia, <laughs> debuting their brand new album, another shitty album, 
Smashbox! Oh, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth! <laughs> Playing from 5.30 to 5.45. Smash Mouth, free barbecue. Free beer with purchase of a Smashbox ticket. Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth ticket! It's a funny one. Welcome to the Vancouver, to the... <laughs> To the closed Macy's parking lot. <laughs> Welcome to the Kmart parking lot. The Kmart that closed five years ago. <laughs> With 25 vendor booths and one small stage in the corner. <laughs> Matchbox 20! <laughs> it was like that. There was a big craze. Oh, that, it was it, nuts! It just overtook the city. It was nuts. <laughs> so everybody got caught up in this craze. And what they would do is if you were a vendor... <clears throat> because that you know everybody thought everybody was special, and so now they yeah, just gave, okay. gave they gave you these pins, <laughs> the, the lapel yeah, pins, the lapel not, pin. not a writing no, pin, no, not a pen, a pin, <laughs> and not like a not credentials, the heavy kind that swing that make you that let people know that you're really important, but the okay, a fucking pin, just a pin, a pin, like you collect at Disney World, a mm-hmm. pin, and so we all I went around. One. Yeah, I know. I, how did you get one? <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody that needs somebody. <laughs> Playing on the rooftop of the Denny's in East Perimeter Mall, Georgia. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> Free syrup with every waffle. <laughs> So, uh, so me and my friend so went. You around. got caught in the craze too. I, got, I was totally. I didn't know. I was young. You I was the stupid. Of yeah. the craze. So they would sell these parking lot vendorships for like a thousand dollars. So my friend, so the guy, the same guy, Paul, who told us we were scared of pussy. That yeah, same right. guy, right, bought one of these vendorship booths in the empty Macy's parking lot, located sixty miles away from anything, with the with Smashbox playing in the corner. The only good thing about this is they that. Um, that elite model management agency oh. had bought a booth, like a big air-conditioned tent inside this same – because I guess this was one of the places where people actually thought there might be traffic. So they bought this entire, like, like tent yeah. where they were trafficking the models, you know, in and out. Trafficking. <laughs> what else do you want me to call it? <laughs> Let's maybe say showcasing. Showcasing, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm not saying anything nefarious was going on. I'm just saying I ended up with two of those models in my house because they didn't get a place to stay. Nice. Like because the management company did not put them up. Now I don't know that that was Elite. I don't want to go there making, you know, I, I'm I've I've no people have worked for Elite. They're fine. But anyway, it was so, John Casablanca. John, yeah, oh, that's right, <laughs> Casablanca. So I get this pin right, and then uh, we have we're here. He's selling t-shirts that are heat activated so when you put oh, your yeah. hand on it it turns color oh right that's right and like, like a mood yeah ring. and half of them got misspelled it said olympic with it with a k it's like olympic he was so pissed we started giving the t-shirts away at some point we didn't sell one fucking t-shirt olympic with a k. yeah olympic with a k it was like olympic athens georgia okay Atlanta, actually. He bought them, you know, he bought them from whatever, you know, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got these pins. It's what we ended up doing is we'd work like half a day and then we'd fuck off because no one was buying anything. We did not sell one T-shirt. Not one T-shirt uh, yeah. got sold. No one came to watch Smashbox or any Smash Mouth or any other stuff, right? Right. And so, um, so one night, <clears throat> about two weeks before the Olympics, we David 
uh, and I, well, I'll say his name, David and I, we go to, he <laughs> knows, already said yeah, it. he's already, he already knows. <laughs> so David and I, we go to a bar, a local bar here called Good Old Days, which was this okay. huge sprawling bar that was really close to, to downtown Atlanta. And everyone loved to go. There's just like a bar of the 90s, you know, huge, mm-hmm. sprawling, big patio. They had beat, you know, they had a volleyball court in the back. Oh, they right. had, they yeah. had a huge like stage, like a catwalk stage where they would do like, you know, wet T-shirt contests and all yeah. kind of stuff. Just like one of those, mm-hmm. you know, totally 90s kinds of bars. Right. Yeah. So I'm not even old enough to drink, but we know some people who know some people. We get into the bar and we meet these two young ladies. Uh-huh. And they are older than us. Obviously, they're probably in ah, they're probably in their late twenties, right? Uh-huh. But they are cute, and we do like them. And so we invite them to sit down at the table with us, and they sit down at the table, and we're all there. And I shaved this head when I was fifteen years old, like this. Actually, mm-hmm. I didn't shave it. A friend of mine did while I was high. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know until I woke up in the morning. This is this is no shit story. Okay. But at the time, this was not a style of haircut that many men had. If you had it, you were one of two things, a skinhead mm-hmm. or you were some, your occupation called for it, like you were a military yeah. man or whatever. It was kind of like alternative to have your hair like this. Yeah. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Good morning. So David and I used to play this game. Good morning. <laughs> I got in the shower. It was like 530 in the morning to go to McDonald's for work. And I, I go like this and, the, and I'm like, what the fuck? And he hadn't even shaved off the whole head. It was like pieces of it were shaved. And I was like pulling my hair like this. I was like, oh my God. I looked down. There's Anyway. So, uh, so David, da- whoa. Did you hear that? Oh, I did. Oh, wow. We got a major thunderstorm. Yeah, we are right here now. in Atlanta right now where it is just, the weather is just shitty. <laughs> the Olympics. <laughs> in the Olympics, yeah. God is like, I will strike you down. <laughs> Payback is a bitch. <clears throat> so... So these two girls, so David and I had this game we used to play. We are a what tonight? We are oh, a what? Okay. And David says, we are Olympians. We are backup <laughs> swimmers for the Olympics team, for the U.S. Olympic team. Backups. Backup swimmers. <laughs> Good one. And we did it. And so we told this, so we go, we're carrying on a conversation for about an hour with these women. Get, you're sitting there getting yeah. plastered, telling them we're backup swimmers. Where did you go to school? Oh, he went to Georgia Tech. I went to Virginia State or whatever, you know, and we're backup swimmers. What do you swim? A backstroke? Freestyle? I don't know. All of it. The breast stroke. <laughs> it's not the breast stroke. It's the breath stroke. All of them. What do you swim? Uh, I do the doggy paddle. Whatever's called for. I do the doggy paddle. <laughs> I'm back up. <laughs> I do the float. <laughs> I'm really good at the float. I'm really good at that. <laughs> Push me fast. <laughs> so so we think we got these girls convinced. We are sure of it. Yeah. Right? And we're like, we're getting fucking laid. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're smoking cigarettes the entire time and drinking beer. Just <laughs> exactly whatever Olympic swimmer does. That's exact back in the nineties, mm-hmm. things were different. You took steroids, <laughs> you smoked cigarettes, and yeah, you might have done a little cocaine before you got in the pool in the water. <laughs> Kept a little pep in your step. We didn't have those big feet like Michael Phelps does. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, after a while, this girl and these girls are kind of talking to each other a little bit. They're getting a little bit more chatty between each other. And they were kind of whispering. And so at one point they're like, we're going to go to the powder room. Right. And we're like, yeah, OK, cool. And David and I are like, this is awesome, dude. High five. Gave me a high five. High five. We're getting laid. We're Olympic swimmers. Right. I mean, all in good fun. But we've really now laid ourselves a pretty long track. Where it's going, we have really no idea, <laughs> right. but we're convinced it's the bedroom, but probably not. <laughs> After 20 minutes, these girls come back and they sit down <clears throat> and I, and she's like, your name is Brian Green, right? And I'm like, Brian Green, you know, backup swimmer extra- yeah. <laughs> extraordinaire. 
And she goes, do you know a, do you know a girl named Erin? And I was like, now I'm thinking like, I didn't tell any Erin in my, in my swimmer story. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I know Erin's, you know, Erin's, I know lots of Erin's. Yeah. And she goes, do you know Erin? And I was like, oh shit, Uh-oh. because Erin was a girl that I had dated uh-huh. and I, and not too long before. And I was like, ah, uh, 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 maybe. Uh, Guess who? <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure. You know, what do I say here? Right. Now I'm getting scared, right? I'm You're totally confused. scared. Now I'm yeah. like, I know. Some, and she goes, you know, my name is Bop, 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 Bop. And the uh-huh. second Bop, Bop, Bop is the same last name as Erin's last name. Oh. It is her older sister. Oh, my God. And she had thrown a birthday party, a 20th birthday party for her sister, <laughs> like, she like her sister had thrown a 20th birthday party when her parents were out of town. It was a wingdinger. It was a real hangbanger. And I was there because I was dating this girl, Aaron, at the time. And her older sister was there also. Uh-huh. And she goes on to explain to me that as the night has gone on, you look more and more familiar right. to me. Yeah. And I just had to call my sister and check to make sure yeah. you were the same Brian Green <laughs> that works at fucking whatever Domino's Pizza or wherever I work. <laughs> and I was like, no, Olympic, see my pen? <laughs> I've got the phone. <laughs> Somebody once told me the world is full of cronies. <laughs> Somebody once told me the world is full of bronies. Um, <laughs> I ate the sharpest tool in the I ate the sharpest tool in the So, <laughs> So the bottom line is, we got busted. Yeah, Totally and completely busted. busted. And it really... It, it, I mean, I probably should have learned this lesson as a child, but it really told me something about my, about imposters. You should never do it because you're going to get caught. We did not get late. The girls, however, became that girl became a friend of mine for many years. We ended up oh, hanging out for many. Yeah, it was actually a happy nice. ending. We ended up being, you know, really good friends. She was the older sister of my friend who had gone off to college at that at that time, and so I didn't get to see her much. But we totally got busted. <laughs> That's really funny. Totally busted. <laughs> Don't be an imposter. So here's what I got to say to you. This is like the bottom line. The moral of my story, which started with Bill Burr and ended with <laughs> and ended with Smash Mouth somehow. Went to Florida. Yeah, we went then to Florida, it, then to Smash Mouth, <laughs> then over to my haircut. Yeah. And then it's, another, it's been another wind, long and winding road called the commercial break. <laughs> and by the way, we're so happy that you listened to the show. So thank you yes, very thank much. You. But I, I do have to say this as one last lesson learned. No one gives a shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. No one gives a shit. That's true. I'm learning that no one gives a shit and you should too. And you know what? Don't take things like, you know, don't Don't take, don't take Yeah, don't take anything anybody says no. that's good personally. Don't take anything that anybody says that's bad personally. I'll accept the good, but I'll deflect the bad. I'll deflect the bad. That's right. <laughs> You're doing great. Thanks. Mm-hmm. You're an asshole. I'll go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, cares don't worry about think. that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well... I don't know how much more I can do. You know what a crazy 12 days has been for me? And it doesn't, it doesn't stop. We're doing it again. I know. No, no, the least of which is the commercial break. I mean, th- this is like, this is my home. This is where I have to, yes. where I have to be. This is what I really this love to do. we recenter. Yeah, this is um, your inner sanctum and your inner rectum. <laughs> inner sanctum and your inner rectum. Yeah. Um, tcbpodcast.com is where you go. You can find out all more about Chrissy and I, all the show notes. You can watch the videos. You can listen to the audio. You can do whatever you want on tcbpodcast.com. Yeah, get including, all over it. That's right. Get all over it. 
What you do is to get all over it. Just slap your cock right all over tcbpodcast.com. I want you to clop right all over to tcbpodcast.com. 470-584-8449 is where you text us or you can leave us a voice message. We do not answer that phone. So just don't expect us to. I just don't understand why people think that, but that's okay. They're like, hello? Is Ryan there? I'd like to talk to Hoadley. I bet you do, brother. I bet you do. At the commercial break, you can drop us a DM or you can follow our Instagram page for content you can't get anywhere else. If you need an invite to the Stephen Wright Show, the Susie Essman Show, the Brian Regan Show, or any of the other shows that are going on in Clubhouse that we're helping to facilitate, feel free to drop us a line and we'll send you a link to get in, even if you don't have Clubhouse. At TCB Chrissy, at Brian Green, B-R-Y-A-N-G-R-E-E-N. You can uh, follow us on Clubhouse and we would be happy to have you. Don't forget to tune in to the commercial lunch break, which we will be doing uh, either Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Look out for an Instagram post about that. You can jump in. You can talk to Chrissy and I. Uh, This is a special show. And we'll have guests on there, too. And so uh, what else do I got to say? Lots of great guests coming in. We've got God. We've got Oscar Aiden's coming back for round two. Dr. Sin was really happy with her appearance, and I think we had a great time with her. So listen. There's lots of great stuff going on here at the commercial break. You can't complain. We're number 196 <laughs> in Moldovia. So look out, Joe. <laughs> That's right. Coming for you. Tell everyone <laughs> to get respect. vaccinated and watch your back. <laughs> Pay respects to the king. How dare you not pull me up on stage? What a fucking moron. I can't believe he didn't pull me up on stage. Did he not know that I was number... No, he didn't know. Why? Because no one besides you gives a fuck. Right. And you know what? You shouldn't give a fuck either. Doesn't really matter. All right, that's it. That's all I got to say. Until next time. Bye. Bye. The Commercial Break. New episodes on Tuesdays and now Fridays. New YouTube clips drop daily at youtube.com slash the commercial break. Visit tcbpodcast.com for access to our entire media library. Follow us at The Commercial Break on Instagram and join The Commercial Break Club on Clubhouse to join in live recordings. Each episode is written and produced by Brian Green, co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley, with additional content provided by Tina Connell.